dummy, 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 dummy. Well, hello there. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. This is our fourth episode of the Choose Your Own After podcast. I'm Stacy, and I'm trying something different this week. I'm actually recording this introduction after having already had my conversation with our guest this week. And I I can't tell you how much I loved it, actually. We um, chatted this week with Dr. Jen. And if you're familiar with our Willow Jack website and blog, uh, Dr. Jen is a naturopath who has been contributing to our blog for the last year, offering tips and strategies on wellness uh, and also sharing some of her own uh, anecdotal stories as well. And she's just, she's so fantastic. You're going to love her. Uh, Jenna is someone that I have known. I figured out it's been about 35 years. She's one of my sister's best friends and we love her so much. She is one of those people that just loves people and cares for people. And you can hear it in everything that she says. Uh, I'm also this week bringing along cousin Michelle, who was our guest last week. Michelle is helping me out on the podcast this week as my sidekick so that she can back me up a little bit. And you're going to hear a little bit from her. And you might, at the end of this, have your own takeaways, just as Michelle and I did. We joke that we had a couple of pages worth of notes because... There were so many little tidbits that helped us out um, in thinking about our own lives and our own journeys to wellness. So I hope you're nice and cozy that you might have a, a coffee, tea, or a hard cider alongside you and you're in a comfy spot because it's a great conversation. Settle in and if you've got any comments or questions to follow up with, uh, you'll know that the day of the recording, we will also post a show note for each episode on the Willow Jack website, and it'll be followed up with some of the links to references that are made throughout the podcast. And you can also find out how you can reach Jen herself if you've got any questions. And feel free to leave a comment about what you think of what we're doing here at Willow Jack. I'd love it if you could subscribe to the podcast and follow along. And so that you're ready for every episode every Thursday. So thank you so much for being here. And I hope you enjoy what's to come. Hey, Jen. Hey, Stacy. How's it going? <laughs> it's going okay. This is our second attempt. I'm not going to lie for anybody listening. This is our <laughs> second attempt. I was totally acting there. Like, I know. haven't already greeted each other. <laughs> well, I had to be honest. And, you know, for anyone listening, we said that we're messy and we're authentic. And so the truth is I am parked <laughs> in my driveway. It is almost nine o'clock at night, Eastern time. We've got Michelle on the line from Calgary. Hey. Michelle. <laughs> Michelle's gonna back me up here and we've got Jen on the line from Toronto and this is our second time at this but I just had neighbors come knock on my window which <laughs> caused me to stop and start all over again so here we go all right all right let's try this again so Jen thank you so much for joining me in oh. this I guess this is our fourth our fourth episode so I am you. super honored to be here. I just, I, you know, you know, I love what you're doing. So I'm, I'm excited. I appreciate that. Although I don't even know what we're doing half the time. So if the fact that you love it is great. <laughs> you're doing it. So you're doing, we're doing, doing it. it. <laughs> we're doing our best. We're doing our best. 
Well, we, you know, the whole idea of this podcast kind of came from, I don't want to be a broken record if people have listened to the other episodes, but the whole idea of this came from the website and feeling that the blogs that we were writing just didn't feel like they were enough for me personally, because I don't know about you guys, but I'm reading those little stories every now and then and I'm like, oh, I want to know more. I have questions to ask about that. And I just thought that this might be the best way and for people to actually hear the voice behind some of the writing as well. And both you, Jen and Michelle, um, have just written so much or you've posted videos. And I thought this was my chance that I could kind of dig a little deeper. So I'm really glad that you're doing it. Yeah, I love I love that. I, I, so far, <laughs> I have loved your podcast, too. And um, the blogs are just lovely. You can see yourself in them and each one. And yet not at all like it's just someone's unique story but uh they're beautiful they're just thank beautiful. you well thank you guys both have been huge contributions to that and Jen um for anyone who doesn't know how about you tell us actually you know where you are in your life right now like what you're coming at like I I want to call you Dr. Jen but that's not natural for you and I so I'm just gonna call you <laughs> Jen <laughs> but tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself go right actually if you could start calling me doctor, <laughs> doctor. Just, just doctor from now on that would be great okay okay um, doc go <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so I'm in in Toronto I'm a 45 year old lady I'm right now um have my own clinic. I'm a naturopathic doctor and, uh, and I am a partner of a lovely human. Um, and I have a 10 year old son at home. So things are good. Things are really good right now, but it it took a little bit of uh, a little bit of time to get here and obviously still messy. Everyone's life is messy, but, um, yeah, I, I love right now, you know, doing these things like podcasts or blogs give me pause to um, kind of think about where I've come from and and really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I've come far and I've had lots of support along the way. And, you know, really, how many people have had a straight line in their life to get from, you know, <laughs> there to here? I don't think anyone has. So that's what I find so exciting is to kind of talk about all those and turns that got us to where we are. And for yeah. you and I, Jen, like our history, um, really, I was trying to think of how long I've known you. And so how long have you known Steph? Oh, my gosh. So I've known your sister, Steph. She, your sister, she's going to kill me. I'm not going to get That's okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so when we were in grade five, you would have been in grade seven. How old are seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Year, was it grade five or four? She's going to kill me for not remembering. But I do remember her walking into school with this beautiful blonde feathered hair and this long silk pink outfit. And she turned a lot of heads the first day she walked into school. But just, you know, the sweetest she- girl. So I want to say grade four or five. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was five because I think I was in seven back then. And we were in Scarborough. In Scarborough, we in, yeah, yeah, in Scarborough and West Hill, and um, yeah, and I don't think I really knew you until high school, probably, and then our yeah. in high school is when we all kind of blend together, right? All the different grades mesh in amongst... a little bit, but I I always looked up to you. Oh, here we go. Here yeah, we I, go. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. <you are. laughs> Ever since high school, you know, but yeah, but you, I mean, oh, when you're in fun. high school, you know, you have a lot of respect for the 17 year olds when you're 15. So, so yeah, this I is mean, true. 
yeah anything you said you were like you were like the big sister the mama bear from the beginning <laughs> that's what I remember uh... there was a there was a few older siblings that you didn't want to see you do bad things and you were definitely in there <laughs> Well, okay, okay. We've got to clarify. I had to do this with Michelle last week, too. If anything, that's a polite way of saying I was the bossy, you know, know it all. <laughs> I was on, I was going to interject. Like, yeah. I was Go. going to interject and say, like, I feel like Jen's just being really nice right now. And what she wants to say is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she probably well, really wanted to say more, but you were always sweet. You were always the voice of reason. And, you know, I remember times <laughs> of like falling asleep in closets at parties and stuff, but you would be the one <laughs> to ask where I was. Kind of yes well that's yeah. totally fair i was usually yeah. the one at parties scooping the vomit off the floor yeah, yeah. or something totally. you know <laughs> totally you i'm not saying it was yours it wasn't yours no, but no oh, i God. was pretty good but i was you know there was times. Yeah. but anyways okay yeah, so so you have been the mama bear and uh yeah it, it's been it's been lovely to get you know get to know you as an adult too that's been thank you amazing well and I, I have to say that too, is that you've, you've kind of been along, you know, and I, I feel like over the years I've tried to be not respectful is the wrong word, but you know, I've got my friends, Steph has her friends and we step yeah. on each other's toes sometimes when you go out of line and you start dipping into that other pool, which Steph did all the time. We'll just, yeah. we'll just <laughs> pour the Steph. record. <laughs> Steph didn't want to do this with us, so she gets to uh, yeah, get beaten it's up. Like she's here, like she's it here, is. but she can't defend herself at all. <laughs> exactly, Michelle, don't you dare defend her. So, <laughs> but I will, I will say <laughs> that you know, especially recently, I'd say that the first time I feel like we really um, kind of crossed over was when I was living in Calgary, and Steph came out to Calgary for a visit and brought you with her. Yes. And that for me kind of was when I saw you as an adult, not that I didn't see you as an adult, but I wasn't seeing you in your everyday life before that. And yes. it really, it did, it changed, it shifted everything for me then. And yeah. then I would say too, you know, when I came back to Ontario, I was so thrilled that you were a naturopath. Um, and most recently in the last five years or so, you've helped me a lot with so many things. So, and you know, I'm, I could sit here and sing your praises, which I want to do. And I really genuinely mean it mm -hmm. that I don't know that in all the years, and I'm not just saying, I, I'm not oh, just no. saying this no, I'm, no, I'm nervous. I have been in contact with so many professionals in the healthcare world or in kind of the world of autism, you know, that touches on medical, that touches on alternative health and wellness, and that touches on therapy and physio and all of those things. And there's a lot of people that we work with and have worked with over the years that kind of stick to their, their little, their lane, you know, as you do yeah. professionally. But what makes you different and what sets you apart is not that I know you, because I know that this is you universally with everybody, because I keep hearing about it from everyone, that you you take the time to get the full picture and you invest yourself probably too much. 
um, <laughs> in caring about your patients so that you feel it so much and so hard that you want to help so badly, but we get that empathy from you. And I really attribute, you know, a lot of the things that have kind of changed my way of thinking or mindset about my own health and wellness has come from you. And it, it comes from a great place of care and you're really exceptional. My so. gosh. Stacey. Oh, don't. Whatever. It's oh, true. It's true. My head is <laughs> getting too big. No. That's, Whatever. That's Whatever. really lovely. No, that's that's an exceptional. I I I honestly feel honored to that even this job exists, but people yeah. trust trust me with their stories and um that there's a job where I have a medical background, but I have time to create space, which most right. just don't have time for that. That's right. Um, and I think, you know, you know, to the point of your podcast and your blog, I think I, like everybody, I, you know, you get to 45 years old, you've been through. Yeah. And I think being able to sit with people who are going through stuff, um, it comes natural when you've been there. And, and right. it's, it's, it's truly, it just, it, my career truly feels like an, an honor. Every day I go to work, I never feel like I can't do this or this isn't what I want to do anymore. It just, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's amazing that people trust me with their, you know, vulnerability and, and their stories. And, and, and you've been so open um, yourself and, and, and many people have. So, so yeah. Anyway, but thank you. <laughs> thank well, you. You're welcome. And yes, actually, if anyone wants to read Jen's most recent <laughs> I think it was a blog you wrote recently oh. about learning to drink the milkshake and accept the thanks and the compliments yeah that has been a real tough one I, I'm telling you I'm not good at that as most women aren't I think yeah. all three mm-hmm. of us can say so so um yeah. I'm glad thank you for saying thank you Jen see I'm I'm trying to there you go practice <laughs> what I preach I'm trying to practice but, pre- but it's it, hard. It's it hard. Is hard. Like, yeah, but uh, it, it also feels like, uh, you know, in that book that we were talking about, uh, she's come undone. They explain compliments as gift. They're gifts. Someone's giving yeah. you a gift and, and not negating that. So it's a work in progress, but, uh, but we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> well, we are strained, but I think this is something that matters so much. And Michelle, you weigh in too, but I think that when you wrote that blog, did you write that blog or was that a video? I think you wrote it. That I one. wrote it. Yeah, I wrote you did write one. it. Um, I felt like I really, it was like a, a bit of a gut punch because it's one of those things that we're all aware that we do it, but we do it so regularly that you don't know how you could even stop doing it. And yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like by making the conscious choice to, um, you know, accept a compliment, I feel like it's almost like reclaiming the way women should be in the first place you know what I mean I don't know what I don't have a nice way to say that but I do think it's a thing that women do more than men in most cases and it's almost like we're almost shamed sometimes to be all that we are and so we down yeah you know there have been a lot of things that I've been through myself and I'm sure you guys have as well in the last couple of years that are making me realize no, I, I, I've earned it and I'm trying to reclaim it a little bit. So that was a huge, huge one for me. So I really appreciated that you wrote about it. Well, my, I, you know, I write about things that I'm feeling and then usually everyone else is kind of feeling like that too, but that's right. But I, um, 
my partner also helped helped me with that because I know when we started dating I was much worse and he would get really like really upset with me if I would negate something he said and it's actually funny because I you know I have a very sensitive sweet 10 year old son and just this morning I said something about my outfit I'm like oh, I'm not sure about this and they said, oh, no, you look nice. I'm like, yeah, but are you sure? I'm not sure about this. And he started to cry. Oh, my and gosh. He said, he said, I just wish you could see yourself the way we see you and just be take the compliment. And it was, I could oh. cry now thinking about it. He was so genuine. And from a 10-year-old's lips, you know, he's been coached by his dad, who's very much like this as well, but... it's a good reminder that you know even though I don't have a a daughter to be an example like that I don't want my son to see me always putting myself down either right right so he 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 caught it (laughs) oh good for him good for him I yeah I think too like in reading that in in reading that blog what hit me was that it's so easy for me to like poo poo anything nice people have to say about me or I pretend it hasn't happened and I kind of put my head down and walk away but yeah. hearing it from you it's the, it was the same experience as if I were to pay somebody a compliment and they don't receive it well or they don't yeah. acknowledge right. what I've said and so in reading that too it was like yeah that's exactly that is exactly what it feels like that's exactly that feeling you get and I have to kind of in order for me to make changes I have to kind of experience it from the other person's perspective for me to actually yeah. want yeah. to make a change <laughs> yeah I have to shame yeah. myself and guilt myself into making changes because I don't want other people <laughs> to feel it <laughs> so I mean that yeah. blog for me like that's what it was it was kind of like how dare you Michelle make people feel that way so yeah it's it was a it was a good one and I think it's a good one and it's a good reminder for everybody that you know like Stacy said too when somebody takes the time to pay you a compliment you know you have earned it and you might not know that you've earned it in your own mind but you've earned it in their eyes and so I think it's really important that's it's interesting you say that about here needing to see it from the other perspective and we do that for everything don't we we just you know Mm -hmm. we can't that's the self-compassion piece. We're, yeah. we're just looking at mm-hmm. from somebody else's eyes. And I remember another friend, I'm not going to name her, but, you know, we all know her probably. <laughs> One time we used to say, sorry. Like, I think it was oh. part of our, our upbringing where every, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. It's the Canadian other, way. Canadian way, <laughs> times a million. Right. And, uh, out of nowhere once she said you know when you say sorry all the time it actually makes me feel like an a-hole because it makes me feel like I'm trying to make you feel small right and I was like something about that was so powerful and I needed someone else to say it to me (laughs) and ever since then I've been kind of careful I mean I still do it because it's you know it's it's like it's ingrained it's so ingrained Yeah. yeah yeah Uh, I don't like that one at all. And I'm definitely guilty of that one, too. I I feel that in the last, again, I don't know what it is about the last year. I don't want to say it's because of, you know, the pandemic. (laughs) Um, But 
I will say that I've, I've realized so much about people pleasing and, you know, all of that self-compassion and care for yourself. That, but that sorry, um, yeah. it's almost like when we say sorry all the time, it, it's, it's like you're making yourself invisible. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're making yourself smaller and smaller and smaller every time. And we don't need to say sorry for taking up space, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, look totally. at that. We could talk about well there we go (laughs) (laughs) well okay let's get right to this if that's okay I think actually Michelle you've got a couple of little we're gonna keep it light and easy breezy for a couple of questions first (laughs) okay all righty so (laughs) I was gonna ask you what was the last podcast but I feel like you're gonna say ours so I'll skip to something (laughs) we don't know (laughs) um It it was yours and the other one, I just because I'm so excited about this, is yeah. Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast about dogs. His latest revisionist history dog one was awesome about how dogs can be used to end this pandemic. It was really? amazing. Oh, it was so good because they can smell COVID so way better than So they, he, anyway. Listen to that one if you have a chance. Is that the actual <laughs> oh title then? God. Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell's the host and the 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 um, podcast is called Revisionist History. Perfect. And how dogs can smell. I'm such a nerd, but I'm gonna I'm so excited <laughs> about this. Their their sense of smell is a hundred thousand times stronger than ours. Right. And they're able to smell out cancer and viruses right. and all kinds of stuff. And we just aren't utilizing them. There's all like we could put a dog in every, you know, event and they would be able to smell it out. And yeah, anyway, I got I got very excited about that. I love dogs. (laughs) Then I'm glad that I asked that. Yeah, sorry. And and also your podcast got me very excited too. (laughs) You don't have to be nice. It's okay. No, hey, hey, take the milk. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. okay. And I think this one's kind of fun because it says a lot about people and it's nine o'clock at night, your time. So I'm sure you've had one of these, but what was the last full meal that you've eaten? Ooh, usually I have a full meal. Oh my gosh. It's so funny you asked that tonight because we had the most <laughs> meal um we we usually have like a you know like a protein veg what did we have we had leftovers because we had people over last night so we had had avocado and I kind of made quesadillas and cut up watermelon it was it was like one of those whatever make oh. it up and go makeshift everyone I like it himself. yeah it wasn't very exciting well, that sounds more exciting than what I would have. I don't think I've ever had avocado at the same time as watermelon. Yeah, ever. I don't. I don't know if I have either. But there you go. Fun, fun night. Wild and crazy, Jen. Wild and crazy avocado and watermelon together. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and now I'm having some. I'm all hopped up on ginger tea tonight. So. Oh, so much for yeah. my lavender yeah. chamomile yeah. <laughs> that you'd be drinking. No, no, oh, I, gosh, I, I'm I wanted to get more revitalized, so I went ginger. <laughs> ginger's my favorite, by the way. I could, yeah. oh my gosh, I love ginger so much. 
the yeah, peppery the more peppery it is the more I love it so much um yeah. okay well the gist of this podcast is really to take a look at the person you are now and we'll work our way backwards really I was hoping that we could kind of chip away and figure out you know how many moments or what significant moments you've had in your life where you kind of hit a spot and whether you consciously or not made a choice or a decision to go one way or another. Um, And really, you know, if you could kind of look back and think of what moments brought you to this place right now, how many would you say that you had? So, I mean, a hundred or Or more, a thousand, (laughs) a million every day. I feel like I learned something that shifts my mindset or a reminder to again you know shift my mindset back to something right but you know for major like transitions where there was forks in the road I can I can think of three off the top of my head okay um do you want me to name them or well let's <laughs> let's start right with the first one let's start okay. with the first one so well, we've kind of set the tone for your before so at least up till high school so you don't have to go through yeah. your whole life but take us back to your before that first moment um okay before before so before a major transition in adulthood yeah I was working as a flight attendant for Air Canada post um graduating from my undergrad I did a I did a uh, economics and international relations double major completely both things that I had no interest on in pursuing. <laughs> I was just gonna say holy smokes Jen. <laughs> I know <laughs> did you have Mr. Parks for econ or who did you have for economics in high school I did have Mr. Parks I did. well because he inspires many people I think to go off into that field so who knows maybe I I was good at math I'm good at math like that's one of my you know secret powers but I know doesn't come in handy ever anymore (laughs) oh it it does in your work you have to calculate things all the time I know you do (laughs) (laughs) you do you do putting everything into fractions but um no, my first year of economics, I went to a really small university um, in, the, in the Maritimes, and my first year economics class, um, the professor wrote me a handwritten letter saying that I was pretty good at this and I should consider this to be my major. And that was enough. I was oh boy. N- not sure what I wanted to do. I was like, that sounds good. And I like traveling, <laughs> so I'll do international relations and maybe I can travel. Um, but yeah, neither of those things were really of interest. So I, I worked as a flight attendant afterwards to get my travel in and, um, it didn't, I didn't get into it for a permanent career, but I didn't know what else I wanted to do. It just felt like I wasn't living my purpose, but I was, you know, somewhat enjoying myself. Um, I married my first year university sweetheart. We were 19 18 and 19 um not when we got married but when we first started dating and uh had this really uh I guess in intertwined life where it was a lot of mutual friends and family and really human that he was like a really good person um but there came a point when I felt completely lonely and empty and um I I guess not fulfilled and not really living my purpose. 
um, and not happy in my relationship. And I didn't know how that was going to marriage is, you know, a sacrament in my family. It was a big deal and didn't kind of know how to get out of it. Didn't want to hurt him or our friends and all that kind of stuff. So I was struggling. And when we did break up, because that was kind of inevitable, um, I went through a really major, major depression where I cut everyone off, um, all my friends, all my family, just didn't answer calls, um, kind of ended up getting into some unhealthy relationships just because I felt like I didn't deserve anything better. And I think that happens a lot because you you vibrate at a lower frequency when you're feeling shame and feeling down and um and you your your life starts to reflect how you're feeling um so yeah that went on for a while and uh i ended up losing a ton of weight i was probably a size 0 maybe like i was just clothes was falling off of me i couldn't i could shop at cap gap kids i remember wow and um I went to the doctor and ended up finding out that I had cancer. I had a type of uh, cervical lymphoma, which is a pretty rare kind of cancer. And it sort of was what I, I you know, I went right into my, my first, <laughs> sorry, Stacey, but that was, no, I guess that no. was my, that was my first big um, fork in the road where it was almost not even a decision or a shift in mindset, but it was a, a big swift kick in the butt from right. the universe that was, had been tapping at my shoulder for a long time. And it finally shook me. And, you know, I was, it, it, I was sick enough that I, you know, moved back in with my parents and it was, I lived like a retired person for a while, but I started connecting with people like your sister again, who was amazing. Like they were waiting, they were in the, right, you know, right. if you need yeah. anything and, and I wasn't ready to receive it, to receive the milkshake. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, that's, uh, and that's not even a milkshake, right? Like that's just a, we're here period. That's yeah. A, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I kind of lived like a, a retired person at my parents and kind of just focused on getting better and, um, but still felt empty and uncertain and trying to kind of find my way. And then I eventually, so this is all leading up to this one point where I remember I sat down at a coffee shop and I had a notebook and I said, okay, if money was not an option and if time didn't exist, what would I do with my life? And the first thing I wrote down was naturopathic doctor be a naturopathic doctor and then I just the rest got goosebumps. of it was, yeah. <laughs> I did I truly me did. too me too because how many people actually have the clarity of mind to um force a conscious point where you make a decision right like I know I've mm-hmm. I've had it several times myself but and I'm interrupting Jen I'm so sorry because no you were problem. on such a roll and you were so free speaking <laughs> but I I'm, didn't cry I did it through and I really so. good <laughs> but I guess so those were all the circumstances that led up to that moment in the yeah, coffee shop yeah. but what do you think and is it, it was there anything that really kind of hit, hit you to sit there with a notebook at all 
Like, what made you think of The Notebook? I just felt, you know, I don't know what the exact time was. I mean, I definitely had listened to some self-help gurus. Right. Maybe that, I, I don't even remember who gave me the idea or what the, you know, parameters were to have to write that down or I don't remember but I I remember the feeling of like just searching I got to find right. something you know right um, and I think I was at the point where I I was still there was still a lot of shame and still a lot of sorting through stuff but I was like okay I, I need to do something with this energy <laughs> you know yeah and mm-hmm. um, I knew I wanted to be a naturopathic doctor but I had always thought oh you know, it's a very expensive, you know, four years and it's another four or five years on top of the education I did. It just, it felt like impossible. Right. And mm-hmm. once I kind of took those two major barriers out, I thought, what's life? Like I will be four years older anyways. Right. And what mm-hmm. else am I going to spend my money on if it's not finding my purpose? Right. Right. Oh, I love this so much. Like, I really do. I can't help it. I'm getting all excited because I think that that's, that's what I, I've been trying to dig up for so long in the last year or two is you've kind of described what all of us, I would think have gone through at one point or another where you're just stuck and you're stuck in your circumstances and you don't, like you described, you just felt like it was impossible. Like, how are you going to make it happen? And I feel like I've been in that place so many times. And what I'm realizing now is that I've made myself unstuck enough times now that I'm now at a place where I don't feel as stuck as I ever did before, because I always realize that you've got a choice. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like it sounds like you're describing that when you kind of made that decision to just put it on paper um, yeah. for me, what I, what I've kind of realized or learned in the last year and a half, two years is that once you kind of make the the decision in your mind that you're going to go for it, then yeah. you kind of say universe, make it happen for me. And yeah. you're no mm-hmm. longer looking for the barriers. You're looking for the little windows or the stepping stones that'll pop up. And when you kind of announce it to the world, like, I don't know what your next steps were, but I'm assuming, you know, maybe your parents jumped in and said, no, 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 we'll help you for the first steps. Or maybe, you know, whatever it might be, you found a different part-time job. I don't even, I'll let you finish your story. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that those windows start showing themselves where you didn't think windows could have existed, you know, the yeah. day before. So yeah. I love that so much. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And that, like, once I had really made that decision, it was you know, it, it, it was a very hard road, but, but it was never even in my mind that I would quit or that was even possible. It's like, it's, it's like having kids. It's really hard. Right. You're not thinking I'm just going to walk out. It really felt like I'm just going to make this happen now. And, uh, and yeah. And luckily, you know, I, I could, I worked full time and I, you know, got a professional bank loan, which, felt overwhelming but I'm like I'll find a way to pay this off and um yeah I I worked my entire way through school had a baby part way through you know studied on layovers on the airplane went to school worked yeah it was ridiculous seven yeah I I didn't have a day off for 
I think six or seven years. Oh my um, gosh. Which was, <laughs> I do not suggest anyone do that, but it was, you know, the fire was there. It was, it was done. Mm-hmm. There's no That's other amazing. choice. And I, I love what you said. It, it, it is like a baby, you know, it's yeah. not like you're going to give the baby back necessarily. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I know there are some that may do that, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but seriously, if you, if you kind of treat it that way and a dream should be treated like a child, you know, mm-hmm. you want to yeah. nurture it along and stick with it. So that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah. Michelle, what have you got? Well, I just think it's so like when you did, when you did mention that, you know, a child, you don't just walk away from the commitment to that child. But I, but it's, it's interesting to me because I always go back to, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot or flipping the scenario. And for me, when you had said that, it's like, um, it's so easy to pour um, yourself, your resources, your time, your energy your emotions into another human yeah but it's so hard to do the same for yourself yourself. and so my takeaway from that is that for you to be able to like internalize it that way and say I'm going to nurture and care and put time and resources and energy into myself and into my future and what I want I think is just so amazing and I think for a lot of people listening it's that's so hard (laughs) that's so hard to do and it's pretty amazing that you were able to do that for yourself well well thank you yeah but I I kind of felt like in some ways I had no choice and I do Mm -hmm. a lot of exercises with people around that inner child work which I feel so strongly about like think about seven-year-old version of yourself and what do they need Right. And then it just makes it a little bit easier to be compassionate to, to find <laughs> the root. Are you okay, Stacey? I might joke, actually. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to cough. <clears throat> Go ahead. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. That's okay. No problem. But, yeah. But, that. I mean, that's, that's yeah. I guess that's sort of how I, I see it. And that, at the time, I was really, I, I was in need of nurturing. <clears throat> and I kind of had to. Are you okay, Stacey? I'm worried about you. I'm really choking to death over here in my car. And now my neighbors are not coming to save me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't know what that is. The frog jumped from your throat to mine, Jess. I know. I think I'm okay. I think I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Do you have a lozenge or something? Uh, I know. (laughs) Okay, go on. I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah. No, but yeah, that that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. So that I guess that was my first major, you know, shift, fork in the road moment. Um well, can I jump yeah. I've got to say this that you know, I found it and this is always about me because it's my podcast. So Yes. <laughs> when Michelle spoke to us last week, Michelle's um moments, one of them was highlighted by the fact that she also made the conscious choice to leave her marriage or to end her marriage because it wasn't her person. And you're not choosing to emphasize that, which, you know, I don't want to harp on it either, but I just think that that is, 
a massive move for a young person or in a young mm-hmm. marriage because it takes a lot of guts, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. like you said, you dealt with the shame afterwards. And I think that that's so sad. But at the same time, you know, you would have stayed, like you could have stayed forever and been, you know, maybe not ashamed, but you would have been lonely and depressed and it could have been far worse on your health, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, it's funny you say that because I, I, I was thinking about that when you said, what are your moments? Yeah. But that, I guess in a way it set the stage for all of this, but it felt like that was the moment created, you know, the dark night of the soul, really the depression. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess in a way it was good. Sometimes big changes and gifts come in ugly packages. And that was was an ugly package for sure. Yeah. 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 That's well said, Jen. Look at you. Poetic and everything. No, you know, (laughs) I didn't even know it. Oh yeah. I know Jen, Jen is the queen of puns. So she really wants to rhyme this out. I know it's probably hurting her. (laughs) I got my pun gun holster on and it's just fully loaded. I'm I'm Uh, trying to be mature in this podcast now. (laughs) You're supposed to be authentic, Jen. Bring out the puns. okay, Okay. Come on. All right. Well, I I love that because I think that that really is something that I will still take things away from it. You know, that lesson of sitting at the table with the paper when you've got nothing else. Mm -hmm. And when you've got when you feel completely stuck and if you what if you didn't have those external sources, like I think in our maturity in our 30s and 40s and onward, you're looking to external kind of sources of inspiration and strength. But when you don't even have that, when you don't even have a person Mm -hmm. to support you, you still have a notebook. It's as simple as that. Right. Write out your dream list and maybe seeing it on paper. And that might be the thing that kind of kicks it into a real, you know, it goes beyond a seed and it kind of turns into a real thought or an idea that you can grow. So that, and that's what I always, um, and you know, not always, that's not true, but a lot of times I'll ask patients that when I can see they're at that moment, cause they often come to see me in that, you know, just about to make a transition. We right. talk about, mm-hmm. okay, well let's, if I start to hear the barrier, the, the barriers, okay, well let's take that out of the equation so that they have mm-hmm. a space. It might not be a notebook, but it's a space right. where they can say it. And then I write it down. And they can hear me click, click, click. And you can see the kind of panic on their face. I'm like, no, no, I'm writing this down. And, you know, I'm not going to bug you about this, but now it is on paper, whether you wrote it or not, you know. I love this. This is like free therapy. Thank you. (laughs) It is. Well, and I have to say this too, is that even in a, a session that I had with Jen, where you're supposed to be talking, well, we were talking about gallbladders or something, you know, real <laughs> exciting. <laughs> something about ox bile or something. Yeah, yeah. And so, Jen, you said something to me one day, and it's it has stuck with me for the last year. Jen just made a comment about how I'm full of passions and things that I get excited about. And, you know, and because almost every conversation I have with anybody, I'm like, I love that. Have you heard about this? Or, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. I I think it's the idea that you heard, 
me. And I knew that I do get those, you know, things that I want to chase and ideas I want to chase, but not often do people kind of pay attention to them and they don't have to. But the fact, the fact that you do pay attention to them, I'm not saying this to sing your praises again, but it's the idea that I think that we, we tend to not focus or, or put enough what's the word I'm looking for? We don't put enough weight into our dreams or our passions or excitements because mm-hmm. you kind of think that they don't matter. And by oh. you saying what you said, Jen, it kind of created a bit more of a vision for myself of what I wanted. And part of that was to kind of grow this Willowjack thing Aww. that we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's it's the absolute truth. So wow. anyway, it's I, I, I I'm on- I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> well and the other thing too is that like so like when I say it's free therapy I actually mean that and and I totally agree with you Stacey like I am I said in the last podcast and I say to everybody like I am I am known to be dramatic I'm known to be a little extra I'm known to definitely romanticize everything and so I think people don't hear my dreams because I have a thousand of them every day And people just go, oh, there's Michelle going on another rant because I romanticize everything I possibly can. And so when you hear stuff like that, it's like, okay, like maybe my dreams can be heard. And maybe I can, if I can't, if I can't tell somebody because they're tired of hearing my 17th dream of the day and it's only 10 (laughs) a.m., I can write it on a piece of paper (laughs) and I manifest it that way. And so thank you for that because that's, that's big for the big dreamers out there or even the little yes. dreamers the it's, little dreamers it's big yeah yeah it is. and you know Aww. what I've got to put a plug in there and not that it's plugging anyone we know but um there's the book right now that I'm obsessed with from the last year and it's big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert oh I love that too oh my gosh it just it, it's yeah. the per- it's the perfect way to describe all these little niggling kind of yeah feelings mm-hmm. that you have about you know honestly Michelle if there if you can read that one I you I know have yeah to have to it oh, is on my uh, it's on, on my your t- put it on your list. audible list even she records oh. it herself and it's so fantastic yeah. that's how okay. I heard it yeah she what was is- talking about about fear I and I use this all the time with people I, I'm sorry to be quoting this book but I'm not no. sorry <laughs> sorry not don't sorry. be sorry <laughs> but she's basically said you know she gets that wave of fear when she's going to start something new yes. or start writing and she says okay fear you can come along in the ride you can pick the music you can do whatever you can be with us you're part of this but you are not to drive that's and right oh, I, I love it love that so much oh. And yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah, like fear is normal. You're not going to not feel afraid when you're starting some big shift. That's but, right. But it's not driving you. It's just it's just along for the ride. <sighs> oh my gosh, I love this. Okay, I'm just I'm very excited. <laughs> Michelle's <laughs> you know, no. frantically in her closet right now. <laughs> I didn't. You know what? I I thought it was a bit weird that I had my notebook beside me because I'm like, well, what am I going to take notes on? But I have like three pages already. <laughs> so good. <laughs> amazing write a book well so what is your next one for us Jen or do you have a next one okay yeah I do I do okay I was thinking my next one might not be as dramatic but um when I was in in school in naturopathic college which is a bonkers four-year 
medical school, it's, they, they're almost like they're insecure because you're not an MD, you're an ND that they right. just pile it on. We had 13 exams, you oh know, a week gosh. and paper. We were studying for like 12 to 17 hour days. It was just, you know, anyway, a lot. A lot. It was a lot. But, it, you know, again, it was mm-hmm. good and we all bonded over it. And um, but I was still kind of uncertain about what my practice is going to look like. And you kind of, you know, in your third year and fourth year, you start to think about that because then you do um, almost like a residency where people come into the school patients. And um, and up until then, we had done tons of sciences and, you know, and Chinese medicine and Asian medicine and supplements, like all the kinds of different modalities. And in third year, they started... Um, counseling and clinical psychology and we kind of broke out into groups and then all of these I mean naturopathic college is the sea of healthy intelligent beautiful like 90% women maybe 80% women my my partner said he'd walk into the school and it was like oh you know like how can we help you like he just loved it it was intimidating um and they all looked like they had it together they were all younger they hadn't been I was like you know barely just gone through chemo and working nights and felt like I was just barely hanging on most of the time jet lagged jet lagged yeah yeah it was you know and they, they were like these beautiful wonderful intelligent amazing women for the most part and some lovely men too and then we went into these little groups and we had to share stories and there was an amazing TA who was a practicing naturopathic doctor and she really showed us how to listen. Like she facilitated and everyone shared these stories and everyone had a story, a like break your heart story. Like, you know, the cliche goes Yeah. and everyone would be crying and it was so healing and beautiful you know, and everyone slept better after <laughs> and took their supplements and ate. But like, it was just, uh, and, and it was a light bulb moment, a couple of times in particular where I thought, oh, yeah, this is my lane. This is how I'm going to practice. Right. I'm going to create space for people to tell their stories. And then we're going to work backwards from there. And then you can start to eat better and move and let go some of that shame that's keeping you from you know getting those blood tests that you need and all those (laughs) other things that you need yeah and and that was that was a huge shift to yeah really how I practice and and um even having the confidence to run my own business and just seeing how she did it it was was just amazing I could see that because you know I have seen other naturopaths before and it's it's nothing like the experience that you get um, with you. And I think that it's so interesting because I, I guess I'd never even thought about the fact that mm. there could be different ways, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and well. everybody, there, there's a naturopath for everyone. There's, you know, there's a doctor for everyone. Right. Um, right. Right. And some people don't like, I, there's definitely times when, you know, there, and I don't always go there right off the bat and like, tell me your darkest story. Yeah, no, but there's people who do not like it or there's, people and a lot of men in particular that will tell me and 
cry and have a moment and then they will never come see me again because it's so uncomfortable for them to be that vulnerable right Um, Right. yeah which is which is sad but it's okay they they're not ready you know (laughs) um yeah yeah well I'm grateful that you experienced that because it's helped so many people after Wow. And I'm grateful because I'm about to book you for half a day. <laughs> I, 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 if you said that you're into giving people space, I, I'm going to need it. So thank you. Anytime. So uh, I'll give you all the space. All the space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank well, you in advance. <laughs> and I mean, that, that, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, too, because you um I mean they talk about bedside manner and I I haven't necessarily I haven't been to a naturopathic doctor I I don't have any experience with that um but I definitely know and you said it very well like there's a doctor for everybody there are doctors where I've walked out and I'm like oh my gosh they didn't hear anything I said and so and the doctors that I feel like I can spill my guts to and be completely honest and not feel shameful yeah (laughs) about some of my unhealthy decisions yeah. Um, are the ones that do give me the space. And so that totally makes sense. And, and yeah, I, I don't thank know. God for that TA. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was, she, you know what? I ran into her two years ago uh, at a conference and I wrote her a note and I left it in her chair just to tell her how much Aww. impact she had because yeah. she was, she was great. Um, but I, and a lot, you know what? A, a lot of my, my colleagues and friends practice very similar and we have an hour and a half in our initial consult to really dig into stuff. Right. So some people really want to dig into the science and the, you know, cells and the, the macro micronutrients, which is amazing. Like some people that's amazing. It's perfect. Um, in my mind. Yeah. No, in, in my mind, if you're, if you're going through a divorce or you're struggling, like, you know, your, your kids are struggling or you've lost your job or, you know, I can't sit there and tell you to, you know, eat more salad because that doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right, right. There's not enough yeah. salad in the world, right? But you know what, yeah. even to have a professional tell you, so I, I'm thinking back to some of our appointments and I love how we're talking about this, but that was not the intention was to make this all about your practice, but I love it because it's who you are. Um, when we've had sessions before where we're going in, like I said, let's talk about a gallbladder and ox bile. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but really what is taking up all the space in my life at the moment is the stress of whatever's going on with my children and my day to day management of my life. And what I've loved is while you're still helping with kind of the science side of things, you're also reminding me that I can break everything down and tackle things one at a time rather than feeling Mm -hmm. like I have to have everything figured out in that one session with you. And yeah. that's what I've loved because often when you're with a, and again, I'm not cutting up doctors, um, but you've got to go with your problem and you leave with the answer or with the recommended, you know, yeah, whatever the word is, prescription on how to work on it. And I leave often feeling very overwhelmed and thinking, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. they never really heard what I had to say. And they don't care that I said it's impossible to do X, Y, and Z because... I'm, I'm too busy or preoccupied with my children. Um, yeah. but, but you've simplified it because you understand that all of life has to play a role, right? Like all of the yeah. different factors. So, yeah. Well, people are, are prioritizing their, 
emotional health over their physical health, which is makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't right. they? Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's, it's how it's human nature. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So good. So good. (laughs) But, you know, the other thing is I'm lucky that I, you know, not again, I guess I am talking a lot about my practice, but I, um, I practice Eastern and Western medicine and Eastern medicine sees, I'm going to use the gallbladder because you brought it up. (laughs) Sure. The gallbladder is not just an organ. There's, there's, it has different functions in Chinese medicine. And one of them is overthinking. So mm. I always kind of like if someone says, oh, you know, I have this thing with my liver or I have this thing with my heart or, you know, I can usually kind of look at them and depending on who's open for what I'll say, oh, you're you're struggling with decisions right now. And even even if it's not exactly, you know, take it or leave it, but at least it starts a conversation. Right. Right. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. In my yeah. head. So what does that mean that my gallbladder is gone? <laughs> <I'm no longer laughs> well, oh, it's not no. really, yeah, you can't make a decision at all. <laughs> no more decisions. That might be true. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's not so much really, sense. Yeah. Oh, it's not gosh. really an, an actual, it's so, it's kind of interesting. It's hard to explain, but it's not a physical organ. When they right. talk about gallbladder, it's like the energy of the gallbladder or the mm-hmm. liver when someone's liver is acting up or it usually looks like they're just about ready to burst and angry, but they can't express it. It's usually a liver issue. And yeah, anyway, oh, it's fascinating. fascinating. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> no, I'm not even laughing. Well, it really is. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where are you at right now, Jen? Would you say that there's another one in there or are you where you want to be? Are you where and you want to be? Am I, is there another major shift to be? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, or if there's not a major shift, are you where you want to be? Or are there things that you're still um, working on, I guess, right now as we all absolutely, are? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think right. like for me, a constant is boundaries. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I struggle with boundaries a lot and yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little bit better, but I do get reminders every once in a while <laughs> that I've let them slip. Um, and I think that that's a little bit of the people pleasing. And mm-hmm. I, I read Brene Brown had said that boundaries don't have to be a brick wall, but they're a wall with a door and you get to decide right. to open and close them. And that to me felt like a safer space to be because the brick wall felt so unusual and um, I don't know. It just, it's not me. That's right. But the door, I'm like, okay, I can deal with the door. The door is like, okay, I'm coming, but not right now. Just give me a minute. (laughs) Or it's like, if we remember back to um, Joseph Brandt, if you remember Joseph Brandt. Let's go back to grade seven. Let's go back to the seventh and eighth grade. Joseph Brandt, senior public school. Um, remember, (laughs) Remember the gymnasium and how they would separate all of the gyms with those sliding kind of doors, sliding walls. Remember? Yes. yes. And they kind of bent like rubber. They weren't rubber, but they kind of made space. They'd go back and forth and slide back and forth. Sometimes I think, you know, boundaries are meant to be changed around every now and then to fit, Mm -hmm. you know, the circumstances or, you know, and sometimes like I can put, I can make really strong, hard, fine lines with my son, for example, my oldest, 
Yeah. But if he's in a space where he really is in need of, you know, that one person, yeah. you know, I'm going to yeah. bend it. I'm going to shift it every now and yeah. then. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I, I, um, yeah, I love that actually even more, Stacey. That's awesome. That, um, where's my notebook? I need to write <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> no, seriously, because I find like, you know, my, my friends know the kind of practice I have and I do take a lot of heat from them about, you know, maybe reining in the boundaries because right. sometimes it gets really deep and there's a big connection and then, and people can kind of push it a little bit more because they're not used to having that kind of space. Um, but sometimes that feels okay for me. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think I'm learning how to, to, you know, not answer every email at two o'clock in the morning and all right. that kind of stuff and create the space. But I I feel good about what I can also provide as a as a practitioner, and then yeah, and I have great friends too who who respect my boundaries. I'm just learning how. I I'm I'm on a tangent right now. I no, I like hop, it. Hopped up on the on the uh, ginger, <laughs> but I just read about you know the fight flight freeze yes. kind of three. So there's a fourth one that I hadn't heard of before. You know when you're in a a state of fight or flight fight flight freeze or fawn and so so fighting is you know when you get loud and you fight and you know that has never been me in when I feel anxiety never then there's the flight where you just run away from the situation which uh, that's probably been me and the freeze which you know you just feel like you almost black out like you disassociate and then the fawn is when you over people please when you're anxious. Oh. And I had not heard of that before until today. And I'm like, that is exactly what that happens is... when I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like that's a lot of, and that's when the boundaries get messy because you're trying to people trying to like, you know, please and smile your way out of it to avoid all the, the fight or flight part of it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So interesting. I think there's a time and a place for each one. And I think um, as long as like when we're talking about, you know, bending the boundary or finding the door (laughs) and not making it a brick wall. I think that as long as you're at a place where, you know, at the end of the day that you are still making yourself a priority and you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, you can make the space to take care of other people, but you've got to stay true to knowing that you are as important as they are. And as yeah. long as you've got that, it means like today I might give them 23 out of 24 hours of me, but tomorrow I can take that 23 hours back for myself. Right. That's awesome. Like, just find the balance. I think. Yeah. Because I totally. think that is a, that is a thing we're hearing so much about self-care and self um, you know, taking care of ourselves and, and you get a lot of judgment almost from people that believe that you're not maintaining those boundaries, as you say, but you yeah. know, you're, you're the only one that really knows. Yeah, exactly. One. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, perfect. I've loved this. I've <laughs> yeah. loved this. Uh, Me well, too. <laughs> I, I was going to kind of share my takeaways from everything you've shared, but honestly, I think we've done that all throughout this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read, I'll write them up as best I can, even for the notes on this podcast afterwards, that'll be on the blog for anyone who's looking for more information. But 
Um, I guess we've got a few uh, really quick kind of choose your own, you know, multiple choice questions to throw at you, Jen, just to lighten it up at the end here for you. You ready? I, I think so. Okay. 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 Traffic so fast. Nah, fast enough that we're not here for another hour. How's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I was going to ask you, um, you know what? I'm going to answer this one for you. I was going to ask you, looking back at all those tough things, if you have any regrets. And my guess is that you don't. Is that you fair? Know, that is, that's fair. I, uh, it's only really in this last year, maybe two, where I can really say, yeah, I don't think I have regrets. Like, I wish, no, I had to learn what I needed to learn when I learned it. Right. And I would, mm-hmm. I would do things differently now, but it, these are the lessons I had to learn. So no. So short answer is no. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Okay. So here's my um, one that I'm interested in. We keep giving, I keep giving these shout outs to Scarborough. Um, (laughs) of all the neighborhoods that you've lived in which hold your best memories and name them and choose if you could like I'm even thinking within you know you're kind of an East Toronto girl yeah I would say so what would you say my best I mean Scarborough obviously has my heart that's my I grew up there till I was 18 19 Um, I lived in New Brunswick for three years which was amazing and now now small school I have lots of amazing memories um I lived in Europe for a little while in in Strasbourg in France but I would say like yeah and the east end I love being I'm, I'm sort of in the upper beaches area now and I really love this neighborhood too it's not I, I'm kind of a city person right this is sort of a perfect mix of not too loud um but still kind of the city is available to us. You've got a neighborhood, right? Yeah. 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 It feels like you do from what you've shared about it. Yeah. Well, I'll accept that answer. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now here's, here's a tough one. Here we go. Uh Your life depends on this answer. Okay. Oh my God. So your, your life depends on nourishment. So which pizza would you choose? The vegan pizza from Relish in the Danforth. Okay. Or Planta in Yorkville. Yeah. Ro- Rosalina's Pizza in Newcastle. I don't know if you've had that yet. I have Papa, not. Papa John's or Mark's Pizza in Highland Creek. Oh, Mark's Pizza. <laughs> Mark's Pizza. No question. Come on. For anyone listening, come on. We've got to give the biggest shout out to Mark's Pizza in Highland Creek, Scarborough, Ontario. It is the best. Sweating it trying to think of which one until you said Mark's. And then I, yeah, it is the best. Like, we knew Mark's Pizza when he would cook pizzas for like girls' nights, and it oh. was just—it's amazing. It's amazing. It, it is amazing, Michelle. If you're ever down in Ontario and you can kind of book it to get over there, it is so fantastic. And for for anyone who doesn't know, Jen, you're in that circle of friends with my sister and with a couple of other girls, and this yes. is the spouse of one of the girls in that group and oh my gosh and we're not just giving the shout out because it's a friend no no it is the best pizza anywhere it oh my gosh legit michelle make a special trip, like a pizza trip 
just for my I have pizza. written so this on it. my in my <laughs> yeah. notebook next yeah. to Brene Remember, Brown quote. <laughs> no, scratch out all the other stuff and just write Mark's pizza. So good, <laughs> so good. Okay, Michelle, you hit her with a couple. We'll finish. Okay, if you were to have the perfect day. Okay. What are three things that would be necessary to oh. for that recipe to happen? <clears throat> oh my gosh. Perfect day. Um I I love okay, this is gonna sound so naturopathic, but I love hot yoga. So it would definitely be hot yoga. Mm-hmm. A long walk listening to a great podcast. <laughs> um like yours. Choose your own after. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and probably a good giggle with my son and my partner at the end of the day, just like a really genuine good laugh about something. You've got Aww. to throw some dancing in there because I can't think oh, of yeah. you. I cannot think of anything with you or <laughs> your family or you by yourself just dancing and acting like a fool somewhere. It's so good. We are a dancing family for sure. We had a couple of friends over last night and my son was just giving her. And every once in a while he was looking over to make sure people were watching him. And yeah. Yeah. We are. Are you, we are are you sure you're not talking about your partner in Lowe's? Oh. Oh, yeah. He was dancing in Lowe's. And I filmed. And at first he didn't notice. But then when he saw I was filming, he did not stop. He just went on. So that was actually like going to be, I'm not going to go on and on. But our the first time we met, he was dancing on the dance floor at the Beaver. And they were playing How Canadian. game. I know. And his friends where they were, it was called the robot dance. And each friend would do a robot dance and then touch the other one. And then they would have to do the robot dance. But when they got to Miguel and touched him, his robot dance to impress me was so elaborate. (laughs) They were dancing. They had all left and he was still just going and going and going. And then he went to touch someone and they kind of looked at him like, Oh, we've stopped that two songs ago. We're not doing that anymore. And he won you over with a robot? That was it. Like, oh, it my was gosh. over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, love that. All right. Have you got another one, Mitch? I do. Um, if you were to go on vacation, would you rather a vacation on a tropical beach? Yes. In the woods or on a no. lake? <laughs> no. In a major city or at no. a park? No. On a beach. Yeah. I like it. And my last one is what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, what is my biggest pet peeve? Oh, that's, mm, I don't know. I'm, it's not a pet peeve, but I'm, I'm grossed out by cotton balls. That's coming up for me right now. So oh. like, like dry cotton balls are kind of my pet peeve and also my fear. <laughs> that is so crazy. That's so crazy. I saw that you posted that on social media. And would the is it the same with like dry insulation in I've walls? Never, I could imagine that I would hate that. But cotton balls, I literally... 
I have to do this thing where I gently pick them up before using them to do my acupuncture and I have to quickly get them wet. Once they're like wet in alcohol, it's okay. But especially with new patients, I have to turn my back to them so they can't see the anguish on my face. Oh my gosh. Holding the cotton balls. And then I I just quickly do it. Yeah. Well, this could be a whole podcast because yes. I really want to explore why that is. That's so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Well, yeah. listen, we'll end it here because I think we've gone over our time. So this was so great, Jen. Oh, it was you. so awesome. It was fun chatting with you guys. So fun. Thank you. I remember when we were, I feel like it was, it wasn't quite a year ago, but I wanted to do a podcast all along. And I think you were the first person, Jen, that I asked. So I I was really afraid that by the time I got around to starting it and asking you, you would chicken out. So I'm impressed that you brought it. You really brought it. I brought it. Thank you. You did. (laughs) You did. And Michelle, thank you. Yeah, I was just going to say thanks, Stace, for letting me tag along like everything else I do. (laughs) And. Jen, well, we you'll have to clear your, your schedule next week. All right. I got here. a half a day. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I was going awesome. to say, actually, Jen, can you remember um, when you would have first met Michelle? We were, I was thinking about this before. And I think I mentioned it to Michelle. Was that the first time when we went to the pumpkin farm together? I Do you guys remember, remember that? I, it, either that time. I re- I think so, because it's either that. I remember drinking wine with you at Archibald. <laughs> That's a yeah. memory cider, of me. I mean, yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. So that was yeah. that was a visit. I think I came back from Ontario, or yeah. pardon me, came back from Calgary to visit Ontario, and we got you, Jen, with Michelle. Um, Nicole came along, a friend, Nicole, and my sister, Steph. And I think we started out at the Knox Pumpkin Farm and then we worked our way down to Archibald's. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. That was fun. That That was was fun. Well, Michelle's a grown up now. So. Wow. Sounds like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll hear all about it in our afternoon together. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You will. Amazing. Well, thank you again so much. And um, for anyone listening, we will have some notes to accompany this podcast on our blog at www.willowjack.com and if anyone's got any questions for Jen we will have her contact information there for you and it's worth making an appointment with her because she she's got the goods as you've heard today so thank you so much Jen This has been a Willowjack podcast, Choose Your Own After, released on September 16th, 2021. Interview by Stacey Haley and Michelle Devine. Special guest, Dr. Jen Parsons. Sound effects by William Haley, produced by Liza McClelland. As yet another postscript to this episode, we respectfully beg of you to forgive our small audio glitches and a minor coughing episode mid-interview. As promised, we will never be perfect, but we'll always be real. See you next time! Oh yeah!